It's the Heckleproof Comedy Podcast with Zach Bolton and Carl Lee and Maddie J. In this episode, sex educator and media activist Karina Kaladny. What's up? Welcome to episode yo, yo, number yo. four podcast with the Help Approved Crew. What's up, guys? How you doing? How you doing? Let's give a shout out to some of our sponsors. What's up to Hawaiian Hut? Say what's up to Chadwick's Pub. And Medford Rod and Custom, as always. And of course, World Comedy Underground. There it is. Like I said, this is our fourth episode. And we got a show today. Yeah, we got something, man. I, I like how we bring a variety yes. of things to our people. It's either mm-hmm. us talking shit or we bring on some people that's <laughs> interesting. Well, we always talking shit. Because all we do is talk shit. <laughs> that's, that's all we do. We talk shit that nobody needs to really take in. That's why I like yeah. the, we call it heckle proof because mm-hmm. it's like you can't fucking get mad at us. A lot of banter. Yeah, I mean, you probably us. could. You probably it could. Af- it wouldn't affect us. We're it wouldn't heckle proof. Yeah, you know, because right. like being comics. Yeah. You know, you, you sometimes you hear that, oh, 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 you can't tell if it's because I offended you. I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> those, those noises. Well, in today's episode, you're going to learn <laughs> some tools that you can use to finally hear noises exactly. like that. Yeah, yes. because Because we have a special guest. Yes, we Carl, have, why don't you introduce them? Yes, who we have here, we have one of my favorite people, ladies and gentlemen. Give her up for Karina Kalani. Show her some love. Yeah. Give her some love. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh. What's up, Karina? Right. Hello. So, Karina, tell us your title. Tell us what you like to, you know, t- tell us about you. That's basic. Okay. Um, I am Karina Kolodny, as uh-huh. Carl said. I'm a sex educator and a media activist Ooh. with a specialization in pleasure education and sexuality. A sex educator. A sex educator. Pleasure-cation. Nice. I'm a sex activist. I took that one from Levi. (laughs) (laughs) Who is Levi? Our production manager. manager. (laughs) (laughs) He he also is a sex activist. (laughs) How would you define that? I mean, I get that it's a joke, Um, but now that you're on the spot. Yeah, you know, now now that I'm on the spot. I know exactly how to define it. Every woman that's ever had sex with him has definitely held up some picket signs. (laughs) Or in, in groups, or a sex wow. activist. Okay, here we are. Heckle, welcome to Heckleproof. <laughs> she turned them. He turned Diving them. Right he turned them into Can't. sex deactivists. They, <laughs> they pussies were deactivated when he <laughs> pulled out. Yeah, millennials canceled you all of a sudden. Pussy lips just <laughs> sealed, sealed up, sealed up, <laughs> holding their breath. You know, I can do it for five minutes. <laughs> all right. Oh anyway, back gosh. back to the podcast. Yeah, let's hear a little more about you. Um, yeah, so I've been working in media for quite a while. Um, okay. I worked in um, worked at HuffPost as the director of multimedia platforms, That's and dope. I had That's a so podcast cool. there called what? the HuffPost Love and Sex Podcast. This awesome. episode may explain. Wait, now let me try it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. This episode may contain explicit material. Please proceed with caution. You know, you wow. get started. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to rip that sound bite now. Yeah. Yeah. Can I record that? Hey. Can we do that one time and I'll record it on yeah, here? Sure. Let's sure. do that. Let me, let me set it up. I'm keeping that forever. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Count in. This episode may contain explicit content. Please proceed with caution. Damn. See, you can tell that skill. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm gonna play it back for you. Listen how good this sounds. Okay. 
This episode may contain explicit content. Please proceed with caution. Yeah. And then, and then Carl fucks up. Yeah. <laughs> Want to try it again? Yeah, one, right, one more bad. game. My hold bad. on, hold on. Let me, ready? Go ahead, counter in. This episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. Yeah. Are you ready? This episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. Yep, you're officially part of the show. Now, every, part of the show. <laughs> now every time we do something, that yep. is what's I'm played. I'm pretty sure, like, whatever yep. she said, you gonna, I, we're going we're gonna to keep some shit that you say. We'll be using that shit. That's one thing I love about you. you just funny, and you don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You got to have two of those things. Yeah. Funny and don't give a shit. That is what Huckle Proof is about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so how does... And sex. How does... <laughs> How Why does, I gotta fuck everything up? Now does, we are. <laughs> how does the two things interplay between one another that you introduced? Um, so sex education and media activism? That's mm-hmm. a good question. So we'll go a, a little dark, but I promise we'll reel back from there real All quick. Right, um, so my career started in activism around female genital mutilation, which is obviously when people are having their clits removed in cultural ceremonies around the world. Yes. And wow. I was trying to figure out as a media activist why I couldn't get people engaged around this topic the way that they would engage around other topics. So, for example, up until a year ago, it was illegal for a woman to drive in Saudi Arabia. And feminist out- activists were outraged about that, as they should be. But no one really gave a shit that about 90% of girls in East Africa have their clits 90%. brutally mm-hmm. cut off. Jeez. Yeah. So yep. I was trying to understand what that, why that was. And as I peeled back the layers, I realized it was because most people in the United States and the West don't understand female sexuality. They don't understand the female anatomy, yeah. the notion of the clit being cut off. They don't really even understand what the clit is I'll be honest, for. I didn't even know that was a thing. Not yeah. the clit. I know the clit's a thing. But right. I didn't know the cutting off of the clit was I a thing. I don't know. I like that you had to it specify is. that. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that a- where beans come from? Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so bad. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway. So yeah, yeah, Zach's not allowed to talk during this episode. Yeah. We're trying to do education, not two steps uh, forward. Alone. Not that's, my, that's my baby boy. Leave him alone. But, but seriously, think about it. If people were like little boys at age 11 were getting their dicks chopped off in Gosh. some other part of the world, like and SEAL to, Team 6 would show up. You know, it right. would be so like, they're, like what is the reasoning choppers? behind the chopping off? What? So a lot of it, again, has to do with feeling like women experience, women are not supposed to experience okay. pleasure okay. and that it's okay. sinful or shameful and that a woman might go outside of her marriage. A woman might do these uh-huh. other things if she has the sex drive so and they believe the taking it away, Got it. taking away this pleasure center, they are making her chaste and making her, you know, or her husband. That's crazy. So yeah. just basically bear children. Yeah. Bear children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually can recall that when I was in college, because a lot of, because what a lot of African men do is they bring their families, their wives, they have several wives, as you know. What do they call it? A concubine? Where? In African, the African men's wives. I mean, there's certainly in like Maasai culture where there's a lot of female yeah. genital mutilation. There's there's a lot of wives of some wife sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So they brought them to use that. So I had a I had a I was dating a girl from Africa and uh she had a beautiful African name, May Queen. May Queen? Her name was May Queen. May Queen. Oh. Yeah. May Queen. So <laughs> when we started having sex. I was hitting it hard. I was putting that work. But a zumba, wah, a zumba, wah. You got the drum out. You had a drum. A zumba. Wah. That was, was that like a blow dart? A blow. No, what the fuck was that? I had to put him to sleep. Is this Ace Ventura? This is what I'm thinking. Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson. I was putting that work right. But I swear, 
I was even I finally asked her, I was like, did you come? And yeah, she you should like, never ever have to ask. <laughs> Sorry, Carl. I know this too much reality. Did she ask what that meant or what? No, she told me she couldn't. Oh. And she told me she couldn't. She explained to it. She explained me that story, but what 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 she'd had removed. And I was like, Oh and what? I was young, like hella young. Jeez. And she was too. So she was probably a little younger than me, a couple years younger than me. So imagine. Yeah. Because what age usually? Around eleven or thirteen, depending what? on the culture. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was very interesting. So yeah, she man. shared. Being thirteen with me. and getting my dangling cut off. Right. Oh yeah. my god. Just the top, the pleasurable part. Just the you top. Get to keep the rest. That's like the Florida story. You could do that in reverse. Yeah, I mean, in 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 an alternate universe, you could easily do that in reverse as well. It's like men could still technically have children without having the pleasure portions. Right. Yeah. You know? So think about it that way. It's wow. it saddens me to even know like the female experienced that, you know. But then, how about when she was just telling us about the the in some parts of the country, the boys get their penis cut off. Imagine, like, I know as a female you get that hap- that happen. I can't, I can't imagine what that was like as a young boy yeah. to have that done and what kind of trauma that is because you look down. You, you know got, what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I wouldn't even know how to function like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, what? you know, you have some people that have accidents, like <laughs> the Florida guy, Lorena Bobbitt type of shit. But yeah. I mean, those were accidents. And they went back and sewed it back on or whatever they did. Yeah. But that, just imagine a young boy like that, that happened to him. Like, what is the rest of his life like? We know it's not no sexual relationship happened, but what is it like for him psychologically and right. mentally and emotionally? That's got to fuck and, you up. And I imagine it's like a case by case thing. I imagine some women with perhaps like some psychology help or some therapy help. And then potentially what you do might be able to find ways of like re-engaging some pleasure. So actually what's really interesting is there's this whole movement that's led by my friend Sophia Wallace and it's called clitoracy, which is clitoracy. Yep. Sophia Wallace, my girl. Um, So clitoracy is really- Shout out to you. Yeah. Shout out to her. Shout out Sophia. Um, What is really incredible is the full anatomical clitoris was not discovered until 1997. What? I was around? (laughs) We put a man I like on that the you moon. You said discovered too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there is a urologist in Australia named Dr. Helen O'Connell, and she was wondering because, as a urologist, a lot of men were getting these different procedures, and there are all of these things that happen when men get procedures anywhere around their penis or anywhere around where there are nerve endings. Mm. And when women were getting procedures, there was no such thing to protect nerves. And yeah. so she was like, I'm, we don't, we could be cl- cutting into the clitoris. We don't know. So she did the first dissection, the first 3D understanding of the clitoris. It is not anything like what we think it is. What? It is, in fact, analogous in shape and size to the penis. It is made entirely of erectile tissue, so it gets hard, just like a penis gets hard. Yeah. Um, it's, mm. But anyway, because of knowing that, there is a man named Dr. Pierre Folds who, because that knowledge became aware, he said, oh, well, if there's so much of an internal clitoris structure, then we could actually take some of the internal clitoris and bring it out mm-hmm. to do a surgical reconstruction for women who have yeah. undergone female genital mutilation. Oh, wow. wow. But the really, really weird thing, though, is that it's, you know, obviously the female genital mutilation is a really extreme example of it. But mm-hmm. most women and most certainly most men just have no understanding of the clitoris as yeah. oh, a yeah, you're sexual right. organ. You're yeah. right. And it's pretty horrific. I mean, could you guys draw a clitoris right now? No. No, uh, no I don't think so. 
No. What do you think it will? <laughs> Levi off camera raised his hand. He's really? Like, yeah. Levi. Levi. Well, now Levi. if you told me, I would just drop. Levi's it. Levi's about to take the clitoris challenge. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True that. Amen. Okay, I have my little box of tools here. So okay, yeah, here break, we it go. Out, Ooh, break it out. Break it out. Sex educator bringing her, out. bringing her material to classroom. Ooh, she opened what's up the in box, the box of man? magic. Man, what's in the box? A magic box. So this is a clitoris. That's what I was gonna draw. Oh. The full internal and extort. I was going to draw yeah. that. Right. So this right here, the little head, if you think of it as a little creature, yeah. this is the external part of the clitoris. And right. everything else exists internally. Yep. So yeah. if you're having a vaginal orgasm, mm -hmm. if you're having an anal orgasm, it's all because this internal part of the clitoris is aligned with those areas of your body. So what some women can have anal orgasms really easily, and it just yeah. has to do with how their internal clitoris sits. Some right. women can have vaginal orgasms easily. has to do with how their internal clitoris sits. 80% of women cannot orgasm from penetration alone. Mm -hmm. right. I love telling men that because they do like the math in their head of how many women have faked it with them. And Ooh. that just like yep. brings me so much personal joy to like burst that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No yeah, No doubt. Um, it looks like a pterodactyl. It does. It looks yeah. like, look like a cool little Boeing. Boeing. It's, a, it's a 747. <laughs> it looks like a pterodactyl like with, with elephantitis. Yeah, <laughs> elephantitis pterodactyl. I I think that's some nuts. That, hey, girl, no, give me a, that pterodactyl. That's important to remember it because like if you realize that that's underneath, mm -hmm. then that's additional area you need to be paying attention to. Right. Yeah. If you're a person who cares. Yes. From the OG himself. From the OJ Matty J himself. I don't claim to be a therapist. Matty J. But I can help. But well, this is pretty cool because cool. what she's doing is truly educating us. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, man, a lot of guys will be so intimidated to have these discussions. Mm -mm. Right. Well, look you at what I mean. Oh, mm -mm. Oh, Carl's oh. embracing. I love this, though. Oh, that the, shit is a yeah. back scratcher, too. It's yeah, a back it does. Yeah. It's hey, that's the first time Carl's ever been rubbed by a clit. He usually rubs oh. them. Oh. <laughs> well, oh. see, the thing is. Cut his mic off. Levi, cut his mic off. Yeah, pass around. Let me see that. Cut his mic off. Let me see that pterodactyl. I think the best description I've ever like heard is like weird ass, weird ass Angry Birds character. Angry right. Birds. Yeah. It like. It's an yeah. evil Angry Birds With character. With like a spy versus spy face. Hey, but real quick, who's chewing on it? My dog. I yeah, told you it's a donkey <laughs> toy. Yeah. I just said it like a damn donkey toy. <laughs> yeah. No, the real question is who's not chewing on it? Yeah. Who's not chewing Because you know? if you're not chewing on it now that you know. Yeah. That's, that's, the, thing. Cool. that's the thing about awareness is that's people don't realize like. Oh, yeah. Oh god! So the, the the thing that people realize or That's don't cool. realize is like once you know something, if you don't follow through, you're pretending yeah. like you don't. You're pretending ignorance because of laziness. So. Again, men, if you're out there and you're watching, or if you're, you know, that's why we try to visually describe this. Some people are just listening. Mm -hmm. So, but if right. you're out there, there's a lot more than what you think. I hope you're tuning mm -hmm. into the YouTube to get the lesson. And now that you know it, if you're not working it, I mean, I'm sorry, you're a dick. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Willful ignorance. And men were just no fucking bland as shit. Like I, everybody knows everything about us. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's just like it. It makes sense, even if you're not this like very forward-thinking, thoughtful person. Yeah. But you just want to have sex a lot. Like, right. If you want to have sex a lot, be a good lover. Be, be a, a good, good sexer. partner. Or a fucker. <laughs> be yeah. a good sexer. Or yeah. a good fucker. Because if you're going to fuck, make yeah. sure you, because that's what, because some people could, because mm -hmm. this is, so let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. So your sex education, sure. right? So a lot of times we hear someone say, oh, he's a sex addict or she's a sex addict. Sometimes I wonder, is it the yeah. sex or is it the validation? Or, or what is it? Because I don't know if anybody really 
feels like fucking as much as they want to do heroin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like sex addict, drug addict. Like, what yeah. is, is it more to it, you think? Not I, just the sex? I mean, I think it's a range. I think there are certainly yeah. people who are addicted to sex, and it might come down to validation. It might come down to distraction. It might come down mm-hmm. to any number of elements. But there are certainly people with sex addictions. I agree with you. I think what's really problematic right now is in the press when – you know, men, particularly men in power, are getting caught doing bad things. They sort of say, like, oh, like, yeah, I'm going into rehab for sex addiction, and this is my addiction. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and that's the kind moment. of stuff I'm like, I mean, for some of them, I'm sure it's true, but yeah. that's the thing that sort of brings up my curiosity. Well, the whole thing is, is like, uh, from what I've been told, and maybe it's correct, I don't want to speak from, you know, knowledge necessarily, but I've been told that many people that have a true sex addiction don't take pleasure from it. And that's the sign. That's one of the mm. signs is when you're doing this thing all the time you used to love and all uh-huh. of a sudden it's not bringing. It's a box you have right. to check. It's a burden. It's, mm-hmm. a, right. it's an itch you have to scratch, but it's not necessarily. Just like yeah. any, any other addiction. So I guess yeah. what I'm saying exactly. is if, any you're, other addiction. if you're in a marriage and you're not digging the sex, it might not be that your husband's a shitty lover. You just might be a sex addict. It's just now starting to not feel good. I don't, I, I think that's, <laughs> no, I think it's much more likely that your husband is illiterate. Or play out here. Or willfully ignorant, one or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I one think um I think men just don't realize. And I think the other problem is women don't talk about it, right? Because women are that, I was gonna I was gonna bring yeah. that up. I was gonna say, like, how am I supposed to be better if I don't know right? to be better? Well, and women are taught that you're supposed to orgasm with your vagina. That's not yeah. true. Mm. It's not real. But that has literally been like pedagogically put into medical textbooks where it's like Freud said that clitoral orgasm is the immature orgasm and right. a vaginal orgasm is a mature orgasm. Better. And if you're not having vaginal orgasms, there's something wrong with you. And so they turn that into a whole diagnosis. When uh, it's really an uh, individualized thing. Well, from my experience, it's like some women have no experience. problem with both. Some women are want more one than the other. It's like harder mm-hmm. to have one versus the other. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not ever the same day. Yeah. yeah. When the two happen, people switch right. back and forth. So it's always really hard to... As, as, and you know you can speak to men but also like anyone that's intimate with anybody it's mm-hmm. really easy to get stuck in like your own patterns of like this to me feels good so this is what i'm going to bring to the approach to the other person because it must be the same for them yeah yeah and it's very much uh, more Different. of a, you should look at it like a challenge like it's something new that i need to learn it's, it's like you know you get yeah in, you get in a formula one race car you're not going to know what all of the no. switches the and knobs right. do unless right. you yeah. try them and yeah. find yep. out and you have to be secure enough for her to say let's do something else like right. yeah let's get a sex toy you know yeah what I mean? hey my girlfriend brought it up to me i think that's know? the biggest thing right there is the security like you're saying that's it right i was like yeah hey, is most people aren't secure enough to yeah. bring it up and say it they don't, they don't want to hurt feelings or they don't want to feel weird well, and a lot or, of men freak the fuck out yeah, yeah you know, that's a lot the thing of too men yeah are so insecure that this idea yeah. of like let's bring this in yeah. is we i was like that when i, uh, I was get in, away like, from being afraid of it yeah and you gotta get men into realizing embrace laziness right this is a friend that you bring in halfway through Man, you can take a little breather truth? catch yes. your breath yeah you if know? you're an older guy you yeah. can assess your lower back OG. problems for a minute yeah. do some stretching OG right and all along you have this handy handheld helper yeah you know that is doing right. what you yes. need to do so, while you take a break yeah and regroup because 
Like that shouldn't intimidate you. That should be like a gift from God. Right. You know, like so <laughs> that's a good way of viewing it. Well, well, what you said before, like when I, I was in a relationship when I was like 22 and she wanted to introduce stuff and she was like, Oh, let's get, let me, let's get a dildo for me. And I'm like, I, I got offended. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not good enough. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't do the trick. Like you need something else, you know? And that's where I was like, not really, I wasn't mature enough to think outside the box and be like, no, it's not me. It's just, you know, we think, you know, variety, fun, variety, something's things. different, new things. Yeah. 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 Another exactly. with me. I so. also think, so one of the realities is that again, since most women can't orgasm just in penetration mm-hmm. having a mm-hmm. literal vibrator is a game changer. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I also think it's a lot easier if you are in a relationship with someone, you're a woman, you're yes. not sure how they're going to react to right. introduce a clitoral vibrator as opposed to introducing a dildo. Not that there's anything right. wrong with either, but if you're trying right. to dip your right. toes in the water, being like, this isn't something I'm penetrating myself with you. Like that's all, right. That's all you, boo boo. But yeah. like this is something. <laughs> that's, that all I'm, you, that's, that's all you, boo boo. You penetrate me. Yeah. You the penetrator. No, and my my favorite thing actually is one of those little bullets. Bullets. I, I love those Bullet. because it, you know in the pew, beginning pew. it's more like you think about it uh, pretty linear. You're like, oh, this is something I use on her. But if you get after a while with those little bullets, if you get in the right position, you can put that in a, a way between the two of you where oh, yeah. it'll do yeah. very amazing things for the oh, both yeah. of you. Oh, yeah. 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 Like this bullet that I'm wearing around my neck. Oh. Right. Oh. A, oh, I, thought I thought that was a thing. That. I thought that was a thing that Will Smith helped to erase your memory, Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Oh, oh, oh it will. Oh. That shit feel. Kinda I feel good. it. Yeah. I feel it over here. Keep it from my butthole. Though. I can't feel it. I might like it. <laughs> I might like it. I might like it. I might like it. I do think that's another reason that men are afraid of vibrators. That's true. They're they're worried like here, you can pass this one down. Oh, you got another one? Can I, put it on? can I put it on? Can I put can I wear? How you cut <laughs> it on? What? Well, how you cut it on? But you, you just go like that. You clap. Hold it you just got to clap, Carl. And then you go through the Oh. Oh, yeah, you can hear. Oh, that's like, like, like a little Jetson space. Cartoon. Yeah, Jetson's cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Let me see that. That's the Simpsons. Jetson. That's a Simpsons. You're close enough. Yeah, it works. He Carl's won't, aging. Won't. <laughs> We're noticing Carl's signs aging. of dementia here recently. <laughs> Daughter Judy. Jane, his wife. Sound like a fly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, uh, the idea that you have it around your neck, though, because, like, oh, should you get stranded on, like, an <laughs> island. Exactly. <laughs> you get, you get stranded on an really island. Yeah. You need a central supply. Like I think knife. that's right. This is crazy. I think the other thing is these are actually TSA approved, so nice. you can take them through the airport. What? Um, just Mile High Club. Take that shit on the plane yeah, and do your thing. I don't want to take it because I might chip my tooth. Shut, touch the titanium. Doing that shit oh, on yeah. the plane. Do your That's thing. That's strong for a small one, too, as well. That shit is powerful. Yeah. I it feels do, like my Xbox controller. I do think it's good. <laughs> I do think it's good that it has this retrieval chain because the body is a vacuum and this is a very thin. That's true. <laughs> Although, so again, this is supposed to be a clitoral vibrator. Yeah. Right. But you so know how people are. We're learning. You know, we're learning. I that, do know how people yeah. are. That yeah. thing is powerful. It's strong. It's like what kind strong. of battery? That's crazy. What's the battery Lithium life? Lithium ion. Nine hour battery. It's life. got a test. What's the battery life? <laughs> like how do you charge it? Like, yeah. What do you do? It's super easy. It's a USB charger. All of the, all of the, well, most of the um, new vibrators are USB chargeable. And oh, it's cool. skipping. It's skipping. Oh, yeah. she got a remote. Is that a remote for it? Oh, What's that one? That's a different no, one? No, that's a different one. Oh, that's, that's the XL version. This shit is skipping. That's, the, like, that's the Cuban link. Yeah, has, because yeah, it has different things. So you might want. That's the pattern. Cuban beat. He's the that's king the of the rumbum beat. <laughs> right. Carl, I'll brush his teeth. 
No, and it, it's interesting too because nah, be like, what the f- this ain't my toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the other thing too. Like a lot of men oh, think too much about them doing the <laughs> men think about sex as like I'm doing something. I'm the to machine, you, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm gonna do machine. this. I'm gonna do that. Slow your roll down. Mm-hmm. Take a minute and let her use the toy no. during sex, and you just watch because that is art. That's yeah. art. If you if you are lucky enough to watch that happen, yeah. that's art, right? So instead of you always being the one, you appreciate like you the fact that the she knows how to use this thing better than you do. Chances are, right? Yeah, you or feel like simultaneously. I mean, there's again with the clitoral sim- vibrators, there's no reason you can't use them simultaneously. Yeah, uh, Carl, your phone's ringing. Oh, is it? Look. Let me answer it. It is. <laughs> Hello, Chief. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that's how Hello, strong? Chief. What? I'm on my way. I'm on my way. <laughs> if that's how strong the iPhone vibrator is. <laughs> Are we ready for more? Yeah. yeah right. Keep passing She's around. stepping it up. I like that you're kind of stepping it up like it's hot sauce. Like yeah. slowly. So that was a totally. nine millimeter. That was a 22. That's a nine millimeter. So sir, we out. like gangsters. We like sex gangsters. I yell, bring me that, bring me that glot. So this, you have the two prong. So imagine your lady's clit goes oh, right cool. here. So just, it's a good thing. So your nose is the closest thing to having the sensitivity of your clit. 8,000 oh, really? nerve endings. So if you want to get of a our sense, clit Of our clits? Yeah, I know. It Ooh. must be so hard to go through life without a clit. <laughs> no. Like you have I feel like even if men had a clit, they still couldn't find it. We wouldn't they be able would. to. You know what? It's like <laughs> not... But man, where you I at? Trying to it. find my clit? Trying to find my clit? Been looking so all okay. week long. Okay, let's just myth bust a little bit here. Okay, because right. the clit is reliably in the same place every time. Right. So if you can't find it, it's sort of like you're not really... Not it's just sort of a dumb... A I mean, dumb not idea. if you're upside down. If you're upside down, it's not really the same spot. That's like when you ask somebody to take out the trash. You're like, I don't know how to do <laughs> just it. Just put this on your nose and just sit in the corner. Just put this on your nose clit. And sit in the corner. Yeah. Oh, I'm almost there. This shit is crazy, almost man. There. Somebody is so creative that's creating that. this shit. Oh, you yeah. have no idea the variety, man. It's it's funny because this is the East people st- still tend to think of a singular, singular or a couple of different shapes and sizes and things. And the world of sex toys in the last 10 years, for example, has been so influenced by cosplay. I can't even tell you, number one, which is amazing, some of these crazy things that are out. But shapes, sizes, varieties, textures, what it does inside and outside at the same time. Well, also women designers have gotten into sex toys, which is amazing because most sex toys up until about 10 years ago were designed by men. There's a fantastic designer who designed a lot of these named T. Chang. She's the- um, It's uh, like the same as the the lingerie lingerie story. T. Chang's mama. She's teaching us. She is the um, the founder of Crave. You just hold it down. I know it gets frustrating. Of Crave is that a sex time. toy company? Crave, Crave is a sex toy company. Yeah, they're a great one. Like but jumping cables. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you looked in sex uh, in a sex store, you can see the ones that are designed by men, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. like this huge phallic, like lime yeah. green Very shit that's like turning. Yeah, I know. I thought we were gonna make him bobble a little, give him a little enjoyment with some of our um, yeah. Hey, people, make sure you find the glitterous. It's not Arvita Sabonis. It's Arvita Saboner. Now this there episode. You go. There you go. Yeah. Carl, you didn't laugh at my joke. No, I'm focused, man. I'm, I'm, I, f- I'm focused. Carl, right you would have appreciated that Carl's one. It was a bad joke. You, and now the one, you, the one that you're presenting yeah. now, this is my favorite. That's a, yeah. cla- that's a Clarisonic. It does, yeah, right? You, you can do yeah, your you. skin. <laughs> oh, facial. No, no, no. This is my favorite. Different facial. Oh, Different you, facial. You All right, you guys. Down. You guys got to settle down. <laughs> settle, no, settle yeah. down. This is so fun. We got to go through the products. Okay, so this is a suction vibrator. They're new, and it's meant 
pretty much to simulate oral sex, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you turn it on, and I'll turn it up. If you just give me. I sound like the neighbor cutting grass. <laughs> <laughs> if you just give me, just give me your finger here, right? This doesn't really feel like anything, right? That's no, it like, don't. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. So imagine, imagine, here's your clit, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. You see the suction that's yep, coming I off do. of there? I'm going to get my arm ready. I'm just give me that <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like a hit. Come on, man. Come give on. me that shit. Zach waiting for that shit like hey, a Hey, do it on my neck right here. See, do I right understand. Here. I'm like watching you. Yeah. I understand the difficulty that sex ed yeah. teachers must have had. Sure. You know, you're, you're trying to explain something and mm -hmm. they just can't. <laughs> the problem that sex ed teachers have isn't the kid, the kids. Right. It's the parents. Right, what they're because, allowed to say. Because the parents want um, want abstinence-only sex education. They don't want to teach their kids about any of these things. And that's problematic, right? So when we talk about things like rape culture in our country or these Ooh. other things, it's really un easy to understand where that comes from in a world where we don't talk about women's pleasure. Because right, then right. sex seems like something that is exchanged oh this woman mm. gave it up for this guy right. why won't she give it up for me i talk a lot about that like yeah it, it's i did that to her i made her come right. i you know it's always i did this right as opposed yeah. to like she came yeah now how, how why is it so different or so difficult for people to make that switch i don't get it i feel like it's a masculinity thing where they're like oh yeah, it is I did it that. is i made her come that was yeah. me it is but check this out speaking you said that now Mythbusters. i like when you said that earlier yeah how about when guys think they make women squirt when guys think that <laughs> speaking um what are you doing levi when men think that vibrators make women squirt, or they, or they think that they, that they do it. Squirt. Mm. I mean, some women squirt and some women don't. Because yeah. like, what is it? What is squirting actually? What is squirting actually? Yeah. It's just a release of the fluid. Oh, the same uh -huh. fluid that's in female ejaculate, which is really just white blood cells. Mm -hmm. yeah. Damn, look at that white blood cell. Yeah. And it's important to realize that, just what she said, not everybody does it. Don't expect it from somebody that's never done it. Don't think you're going to make somebody do That's it. That's it. It also doesn't equate necessarily to a better orgasm. You know, right. I, th I think because people sort of equate it to like men and they're like, oh yeah, she was so like horny. She came the way that a guy comes, you know, or something <laughs> like that, which is ridiculous, right? Because the yeah. clit has 8,000 nerve endings yeah, and your dang. sad little penises have 3,000 nerve endings. My sad little sad. First of all, sad. my penis is happy, okay? Yeah. It's a joyous penis. My penis ain't sad. Don't just be... Well, if you're born with two penises, you got 6,000. We're almost there. <laughs> well, no, no, it's a good point. I, th I talk about that a lot. Like the... Uh, I, I've never had that feeling of like, I wish I was a woman. However, I, oh, I would love to experience orgasm as a woman, like yeah. a true deep multi-level orgasm. And it, and it, oh can it lasts so much longer. Mm -hmm. We're just like, oh, oh, we'll get done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what I enjoy with my, with, with my sweetheart is uh, I've been with her for going on five years mm -hmm. and it's nothing like climaxing together. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, nothing no, I, like I, yep. it. Yeah. Nothing like it. And when you get done, you still want to be right next to that person yep. and cuddling. Sometimes yeah. when you skeet, skeet, you hit the street streets. You out. You're yeah. like, woo, woo. No, but that's a connection. What time is it? Got to go. <laughs> that's a connection right there. It okay, is. But, yeah. but hot tip, if you want to orgasm together... Use a vibrator right. because yeah. often, and you can, you can have simultaneous orgasms, but not if you're like, oh no, you can only use my dick to pleasure yourself. You can yeah. only it's use not, that dick. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And it might happen faster oh, with yeah. a toy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Fast as shit. I have multiple ones probably before you even get to. Totally. Yeah. You know, cause, um, cause like you said, cause what did you say in 1997, what was discovered? 
1998. Yeah, the That's full anatomy of the clitoris was discovered. Yeah, full right. anatomy. So that was the Clinton administration, and I don't think that there's a, I, I don't think that's coincidental. You know, I mean, <laughs> Clinton, Clinton was the, out Clinton there. in the it oral the, office. Clinton, the Clinton. <laughs> we got to find out more about the Clinton in the oral <laughs> office. That's not the full Clinton, right? <laughs> we don't know enough about what we need to know. <laughs> Too legit. Too you legit know, to click. To it was discovered in Australia. Otherwise, I would say you're wrong. Oh, of course, it would be discovered down under. Down under. Down under. I still feel like there's more to be discovered, too. Oh, you yeah. know, I think there's still more. And that's the, the whole thing is, man, if you can't get open about it, then you're never going to proceed nah. ahead. And I, I don't know. Like, that's, I think, what life is about is trying new things. You're not always right. going to like everything. But if nothing else, you're going to have a story. I mean, holy shit, some of the best stories I have I tell on stage are things I wouldn't mm -hmm. have normally done, but I was like, yeah, I'll go out of my comfort zone and try this. Mm -hmm. And half the best stories are the things I didn't necessarily like. You mm -hmm. know? And that's what it's all about. And the other thing, too, oh, please, 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 couples, go shopping together yeah. at the adult Ooh, store. That's, that's, yeah. that's deep right please there, do. Maddie. And the other, yeah. you know why? It forces you to have conversations. Yes, it does. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, it right. does. Mm -hmm. Um, there's actually two, uh, a company called O School, and online they have a thing called an orgasm order form. It looks like a sandwich, like a deli sandwich sheet, oh. but you can fill it out and mm -hmm. say all of the different things, the different Whoa. types of touch, the different, you know, different types of penetration. Like your preference and stuff? All or? of your preferences yeah. that How you like. How people say like, oh, my love language is this, is like my pleasure yeah, language. Yeah, my pleasure language is yep. exactly. And then you can email it to your partner. So it's like if what? you're more shy and you're like, you know yeah. what, let's yeah. both do this. And oh. so then you can both yeah. look and, you know, maybe they checked like S&M and you hadn't. No idea. Right. Um, that That's is an easier way. It's totally true because I used to talk about that. Is uh, sometimes there's something you're into, mm -hmm. and maybe you're too shy to talk about it, right? But if mm -hmm. you if you did say something, that other partner, your partner might actually be into it. But maybe you're because you don't say it, and they don't hear it, they don't know. You That's might true. Be. So, yeah. like an example is, I had one of these conversations one time, and it's like, okay, well, let's sit down and talk about it. like what are you into that you're not getting in the bedroom? Cause right. I wanted to be, you know, a good partner and it comes up. She says like, sex is good. Everything's great, but I like to be choked. Right. And I wish that you would choke me more. Right. And so I'm like, all right, well, it's not, you know, not something that I'm really right. Like naturally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. But at naturally. the same time, if I know that's what you're into, like, I'll try it out. Who yeah. knows? Right. Yeah. And so then she's like, what's yours. And so as a guy, you want to start, Small, you know, there's a lot. So, you know, go, go easy on the first few. Don't, don't go, for, you know, just unveil it slowly. But so my, you mean the choke? No, no, no. No, but his preference. When you're talking about what you want. Yeah. Don't yeah. go in right away. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. This, this isn't the finals yet. Yeah. You know, so don't, don't go that hard <laughs> in the, the paint. finals. Yeah. Hey, hey. I use a sports reference. Right. That was for you. Wait a oh, give him some beat. Give him some beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's called COVID applause because nobody could get real crowds. Anyway. <laughs> I will say, though, so there's a difference between a fetish and a kink, right? So right. a kink oh. is just something that, you know, you like, you're into. A fetish Kinky. means that you need that thing in order in to order orga orgasm. To be fulfilled. That makes in sense. order to come. So right. there are some people who have BDSM as a fetish and some people right. that, you know, they enjoy it. They did you bring it into your sex life. It's fun. It's a differentiator. Right. But and there that's are a people good example, who need it. Because so that's a, if it choking is the thing that you need to really right. feel that release. That's and true. So, yeah. And and so I was just like, well, mine's more on the other end. It's just like, well, mine's not something I'm missing. It's just like you give these amazing blowjobs. 
and like I just want more of that, you <laughs> know. But I don't. But I want you to feel subconscious and think that's all they want, right? So we had this conversation, and, sure. and we realized, like, you know, so here she wants to be choked. Mm-hmm. I want more blowjobs. Mm-hmm. Let's meet in the middle. We're saying the same thing, really, if we do this right. Right. <laughs> so how'd that work? If you were <laughs> choking, choking my chicken, you were choking. Like her we wasted so many years, chicken. you know. But so to right. t- the point of wasting many years, I will say, yes, don't you don't need to come out with all of your, you know, most intimate sexual fantasies at once. But at yeah. the same time, start comfortably. Sexual compatibility is a huge, huge part of any right. relationship. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so when people yeah. don't talk about those things, have no idea what each other are into, that can be really problematic because all of a sudden you pull mm-hmm. out like, oh, I have, you know an adult diaper fetish, which is, there are a lot of people in the world with adult diaper fetishes. It mm-hmm. blows my mind, but it's true. And that is probably not the type of thing that you want to wait until like the wedding yeah. night. To right. You don't want to do it. On, <laughs> that's a good point. Like don't do it on the first date. Yeah. But yeah, also don't wait until yeah. the yeah. honeymoon night. Right. Like by yeah. the way. Hey babe, yeah. put this on real quick. I'm yeah. really, <laughs> yeah. I'm really into Star <laughs> Wars, yeah. you know, and I'm going to need yeah. you to dress up. Yeah. Like yeah. Chewbacca. So, so oh, daddy. what brought you, good Lord, that's accurate. So, <laughs> what, <laughs> you're the likes. Oh, I hit a kink. Mm. Like you said, some things are a kink. He needs it yeah. to get by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what got you comfortable and into wanting to educate other people what made the switch from being this is a thing i'm just interested in exploring for myself to i want to take this and help other people with it well i think it goes back again to the female genital mutilation and thinking if we can't even talk about this comfortably if we can't understand our own bodies we're never going to fix this problem and then you know ultimately became bigger than that which was we need a vocabulary to talk about our bodies we need language we need people to be comfortable we We need other women to be comfortable yeah speaking favorably about exploring their sexuality right and i think for a lot of people, you know, you've been shamed, you've been, yes. you know, you've been mm-hmm. slut exactly. shamed. There's, I'm not judging anybody who yeah. is faking orgasms. I'm not judging anybody who is, you know, not coming out and, and talking yeah. about what they yeah. like, but it's a problem. It's not going to move us forward. It's right, not right. going to make our sex lives better. It's uh-huh. not going to make our love lives better. It's not going to make mm-hmm. intimacy better. Nope. It's going to keep people stuck. Yeah. And I also think there's a big need for men in the opposite way, there's a big need for it to be able to be open for men to talk about using sex toys as well. Yeah. yeah. Because it's the same kind of thing. There's this big stigma that if as a man, you use a sex toy when you're not with a partner, that's somehow gross or that somehow should be Weird shameful. or something, yeah. But why shouldn't a man be able to walk in with as much confidence into a sex shop and mm-hmm. go over to that section and pull right. something out. But if you've ever worked at a sex shop or spent any time in that environment, you can clearly see the difference in comfort between a woman that walks into oh, a sex shop yeah. and knows what she wants. Goes. You can even see it if you just go in. You and then, that, and then a guy that goes in and maybe he's trying something new, but right. that difference in that timid feel, it's all part of that psychology. Right. So as much as I want to, like with this show, talk about how women should talk about that. I think men should be more open about that. Like if Mm -hmm. you use a sex toy, even if you have to make it funny to talk about it, like be open with other men because people shouldn't have to go for long enough time, you know, without anything or shouldn't have to always do the same thing. You should think about your sex life as not always needing a partner and your exploration is not always needing a partner. You Mm -hmm. should be exploring on your own so that when you get to the big game, you have some plays. Mm -hmm. Well, even your comment earlier, (laughs) even your comment earlier about how 
if you incorporate sex sex toys in certain ways, it becomes more pleasurable for a male partner too if you're having heterosexual Mm -hmm. sex. Mm -hmm. Every man who has played around with their girlfriend's sex toys knows that, but they all talk about it in whispers. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, oh yeah, I like it too. Yeah, no, yeah it's but it's never like, like a, a yeah. It's not like, it's dude, like, bro, let me, you gotta yeah, try bro, this, bro. Let me tell you, let me tell you about last night. Take you to yeah. the castle. Yeah. Take you to the <laughs> castle, bro. You <laughs> right. got to get one. Touch my chain, it vibrates. Touch my chain. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's you know, only recently look, that women. Whole time that was a, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's only recently that women have felt comfortable enough talking among each other as well in that open way. I feel it's like not super recent, but and I think like certain subsections of women, right? Like I think, I don't think all women, unfortunately. Actually, you know what I think is responsible partially, and I hate to give this credit, but Sex in the City. Sex in the City helps, I think, a lot of people feel less repressed about talking Mm -hmm. openly between girlfriends about sexuality. That's a good point. That's a good point. I never watched it. Mine was family Sex in the City was huge. Mm -hmm. It was watch party time. It was like, there's it also big, there's big also show. some really unhealthy things in that show. Totally. I don't, I'm gonna gl- like glamorize True. it, but it got people talking. True, but also yeah. I remember, man, like when I was younger, could God, I got excited for HBO Real Sex. Man, you ever that series oh, used yeah. to come on? Mine. I used to watch that show with the old lady at night talking about the sex toys. What's that lady's name? Do you know what I'm talking about? Dr. She was a Ruth. Yeah, Doctor Ruth. Dr. Yeah, Ruth. I, th- I was gonna say Legend. Ruth. I thought it was Ruth. Mm-hmm. Doctor Ruth. Yeah, she talks, and she was like. I've never seen somebody more comfortable than her to talk about anything. And she just like, it's like another day at the office. I'm right. like, just oh my way. gosh. And just her accent, because what is she, French? Or what is Dr. Rich? I she don't think she was. Accent, and what she said, Torres is like, yeah. She oh, little, she, she had a little accent? Okay. Yeah, yeah she's like a little, right. fr- I think she's French. Oh, she did. No, she did have a, she a, some sort of French. English and accent. she's like five feet and just yeah. like. Very was like you super comfortable. Like Very comfortable. There's nothing that would have shocked her. I can tell you. She is definitely far more comfortable to take sex advice from than Drew, Dr. Drew. Dr. That guy. Dr. Drew. Drew. Like, I think, and, and maybe you could comment on this, like, is what you look like important in sex education? Boom. You know, I think it goes both ways because I think in, in one way you can become hypersexualized by the people uh-huh. you're talking to mm-hmm. because they assume, like, because you're talking about sex education that anything is fair game. They can say anything. They can make right. inappropriate comments. On the other side of it, you can get to somebody who is older or not conventionally attractive, and they're going to have the issue of maybe being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I will say to a certain extent, someone like Dr. Ruth, it's like what makes it really easy, it doesn't feel dirty because it feels like your grandma, right? right. And yeah. so it's like if she's comfortable with this, if someone who looks like my yeah, grandma is comfortable be. with this, then mm-hmm. why is this making me so uncomfortable? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so I think that, in that case, it's very powerful. Right. That's, a, that's a good point because the biggest uh, part of American sexual taboo is the it's okay for me but not for them. Right. Not and what I them. mean by that is like uh, no one wants to think about their grandmother's journey to find her sexuality. Because no. we, no, 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 let's not talk about that because she's not allowed. I am. Right. And let's not talk about my my kids and what that's like for them and them learning their own sexuality. No, we, we can't talk about that. Because it's only okay for me. And that's mm-hmm. a thing that we have to get out of as a society is like, you should want your grandmother to orgasm. In it, fact, I bought my grandmother a vibrator. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Necklace? No, no. I bought her a bullet vibrator. Is it a combo life alert? Like in, t- <laughs> in case she alert. comes to alert and she falls Ooh, and can't get up. I'll like, fall and they can't get she up. She double know, taps the button. I still can't get up. But oh, I I'm not going to get up. I'm not getting up. I think what you're saying is right where we have to create this space where it's like, 
I want everyone in my life yeah. to have an awesome sex life. I don't need right. to know about it. Like, do I right. want to think about my parents having sex? No. no do no. I want them to not have a sex life or have a shitty sex exactly. life? No. Absolutely not. And like, what kind of asshole are you if that's right. really it's what like you want? Yeah. I don't want to think shit <laughs> if my mom don't give no more of, dick. You're not responsible. I'll be an asshole. Like, mom, no. I used to cop block my mom hard. Like, I didn't want any. My mom, I don't, I remember my mom stopped dating because my mom, Opened up to me that she was really sexually active uh-huh. a lot, yeah. and so my mom, I never forget when she had when I started becoming of age, when I stopped my hormones was kicking in. My mom had a discussion with me about how it works as far as with a man orgasms and a woman, what that means to that woman uh-huh. compared to mm-hmm. what it means to a man. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather used to say to me, "You ain't doing nothing but busting a nut. That's all you doing. Like you don't know what you're doing. Like I'm like 16 years old horn dog, and mm-hmm. they're explaining to me." What it all entails, like you talking about something like a woman's giving you her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. just not spreading her legs. She give, she's giving you her, and you just busting a nut. You just getting your little. But I don't like, think that's true. No, uh, well, yeah. when I was young. I think it can be. I think it can be. And I think people are people are taught to be that way, right? So right. we're our sort of gender norms teach girls to sort of feel that way and experience sex that way, and men vice versa. But I know a lot of women who think of sex very casually. And right. I even have friends who are like, they're are very clear and very articulate with partners of like, oh, this is just right. a one-night yeah. stand, this is just yeah. casual. Yeah. And men can't even conceive that it could be casual yeah. for a woman. So it's they happen- don't take it's them happening, at their word. I think, it's slow. Yeah. I think what my mom was trying to educate me of being a man, of how how you, you don't just go out there and sew your out old. Right. I think she was letting me know to treat a woman with respect. Right. And right. understand. Yeah, that, that was a lesson. Yeah, to understand that that woman... A, a man probably comes from a different place of like casual sex. Right. Oh, chances are the woman really likes you and wants to have a relationship with you. That's why they take three to four months to give you some sex. Cause yeah. So next thing you know, I'll, you get that sex and you boom, you're out and yeah. it fucks with them. It I wouldn't them. disagree with that teaching because <laughs> I, that's <laughs> only her face like you can bust another get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. Take that stale-ass little Caesar pizza you brought over here. <laughs> I, I just wanted the fuck anyway. Coming over here with a flat-ass two-liter Sprite. <laughs> yeah, that little Caesar pizza. I don't need these stale-ass chocolates. <laughs> and it was never said, about this. <laughs> exactly. It was never oh, about the snacks. That's it was so never funny. about that. I don't need you to play with my kids. <laughs> that's so funny. I wouldn't disagree with that teaching because it's just going to, I feel like, shape you know, better mm-hmm. individuals. But in the in the reality of the situation, like you said, I think it happens both ways more often than we think. There are women out there that just like to have casual sex. There are men out there that like to have casual sex. There and are I, men out there who don't like casual right, sex. Who means more they to don't. a guy and yeah. he's like, what? Yeah. Well, I yeah. we had something. Well, the biggest like, nah, thing, we really didn't. I feel <laughs> for you. The biggest thing that people, I think, screw up with as far as sexuality is you don't know what you like. Oh, sure. Unless yeah. you try things, right? right? But if you prejudge, like, oh, I'm not going to like that. Like, based on something, I'm not going to like that. I'm not going to try that because I know I wouldn't right. like that. And that's also a thing about if you're in a longer-term relationship that makes mm-hmm. it kind of fun is that most people haven't really tried as much as they think. Right. Like, I think there's a large percentage of vanilla sex that happens in America, and yeah. people are like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I kill it in the bedroom. But in reality, it's like, yeah, in your small window of what you've tried you're doing really great Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because you've had a lot of practice at boring the shit out of somebody right if you're not looking at a a larger spectrum and so i think 
the other thing that's that's uh, great about it is when you do that as a couple, or whether it's a casual thing or not, when you do try things out, you get these great moments where it doesn't work and it's funny as hell. Yeah, it and is. and sharing yeah. that experience you where story. you're where you're intimate with somebody yeah. and just you're vulnerable and like yeah, we right. tried it, it didn't well, work. Well, and Man. That, that's oh, intimacy, yeah. right? Like yeah. who's going to yeah. clean the cum off the ceiling? Like that yeah. is right. that <laughs> is that that's is, great. Yeah. There's your sound bite for. I don't the, know uh, who in the fuck can make it to the ceiling. <laughs> 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 I do people who have gone without for a long period of time. Hell no, that shit go right on my stomach. That's so funny. I think think a lot of that, like, not knowing what you like and, you know, not understanding certain things or trying certain things out is, like, a lot what you said earlier is the negative connotation that has kind of been taught in in schools and, oh, sex is bad. Stay away from sex. The abstinence, yeah, growing up in church. church. Where sex is this evil, bad thing to do when really it's a huge part of life and it's a huge part of happiness. And if we were able to... That's why I don't really agree with a lot of the school stuff, but that's a different subject. But anyways... Teaching it like that, you know, you're taught at a young age to stay away from sex, yeah. to not have sex. So you're not going to be like thinking, oh, how, how am I going to enjoy pleasure? What am well, I going to I want to make, so, I wanna make a, that bigger point, too, at the same time, is that you're not allowed to enjoy, you're not allowed right. to progress. Like, right. quick survey, do you own a sex toy? Yeah. For you? Yeah. Right, do you own a sex toy for what, you? What do you mean for me? A sex toy they use for made yourself. for men. Like, stick up my butt. No. Or that, and or just, well, that you, you gotta use. clarify. Like everybody <laughs> like, like this thing on my butt. Like a, <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie, I'll tell you, man. But like you gotta a, clarify. Like a, go flesh, a fleshlight like, yeah, or a synthetic vagina, anything like that. No. When no, you were no. single. No. Right. No. If you had, would you would that be something you would feel like you had to hide away? Make sure that nobody saw. No, I doubt it. I doubt I th- I'll I answer see. that, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, not yeah. for me. I actually, man, check this out. Y'all know I'm fifty. And I didn't start masturbating until I was in my thirties. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now was wow. that a comfort thing? Like with with the idea of it? That's just when he got his dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's when, when I got my dick back. He's, got a, he's one of them slow people. I got my kids. dick back. Like, the motherfucker came, 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 came and repoed that bitch for us. <laughs> yeah, you weren't paying was, your bills. I, child support. It was like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> we taking a third uh-uh. of that yeah, dick. Carl, how'd you have sixteen kids and he don't know how to pull out? He don't know how to pull out. Exactly how he had sixteen kids. It's because he never mastered. The motherfucker pulled up at my house with a tote. No, but that's come on. Wow. That's a serious thirty. That's a serious probing question. So what was it probing? Was it because it was it took that long in your life for that to feel like that was okay or was just oh I never got around to it okay let me tell you what's up so I never I never really thought about it all because young I started having sex pretty young and continued on to have sex so it was like it was no problem getting any you know what I mean it was no problem but what happened is uh, um, my my, my kids mom I was seeing her and and I was emotionally I was checking out a relationship because it's very toxic Mm -hmm. and then but I still wanted my my uh, my nut, <laughs> right? Yeah. Your needs so met. So I was like, "Let me try it," and there we go. And that's how it started. Yeah, because I didn't want to. Huh. I, I wasn't so that is that's because, very much like a, I just never got around to yeah, it. Yeah, it was because check this. I just I never only, got around to it. Like, I why you didn't check the mail? That's different, man. I just never got around to it. Yeah, I thought I was gonna beat off. I will. God damn it, let me. <laughs> like something you haven't got around to. Like how come? You, yeah. yeah, but no, check I just mean to say because I know a lot of people who have had similar experiences, but for a totally different reason is yeah. they did not feel like it was right. comfort enough mm-hmm. yeah. mm. because they thought they would feel so much shame. Right. Yeah. Well, that's another question. How did you feel after doing it for oh, the first shit. time? Were you oh, like, it was, it was, it was, was like a whole new world. Exactly. <laughs> man. Like, that's close your thighs. Right. Right. Oh, there you go. Nice. Like birds was flying. Through. 
it was just like zip it, I do it all, zip it a day. Can you wait to masturbate every day? I was fucking taking lunch breaks. Uh, Where you going? Like, okay, man, let's go to lunch. I'll be right no, back. Player, no, player. I, I'll be back. You I'll stay be back. here. You stay, see, right? See, you yeah. got lucky because you must have been good at it right away. Some people take some while to get good at it, and they, they even give up. Well, check this out, man. That's a good point. So the thing is, let me see if you can, in this part of sex education, too. Sure. I started to resent her ass. I couldn't really stand her, and I had no attraction to her. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? We, we just talk, your we needs. talked about that. We talked about that before. I mean, we talked yeah, about that, right. fellas, about... Perspective changes. Yeah, yeah. So I just was like, fuck it. So, by t- and so then, Maddie, like, by the time I was, like, backed up, so all it took was one... <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Shotgun. Boom, 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 boom. That's when it went to the I was like, yeah, that's, that's when you have to clean the The fucking dogs was, the cats was, everyone in the house flinched. Yep. Even the if they neighbors, the, the neighbors room. called the police, like, we heard some shots fired. Are you good? Like, yeah. I'm good <laughs> now. Where are your pants at, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, good. I'm good. Speaking of, speaking of, here's crazy. a great question. Here's a great question. Yeah. I'm curious for Zach. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. So, what was like? What was the way you were raised? Was sex yeah. something you could openly talk about? Um, you know, I had a really crazy upbringing, and sex was very prominent in my life at right. a young age. Noticing what it is, knowing what it is. Um, I actually, I have a story I'm comfortable with sharing. I don't talk to my mom, but when I was six or seven, when I would stay with my mom, she was an escort and she would take me with her to Uh, her escort appointments. That's deep, man. And that shit was crazy. So, so for me at the time, I didn't understand. I was like, Oh, you know, I love my mom. She just wants me Uh with her. uh But I didn't realize I was going to this house watching cartoons on some guy's screen and my mom's banging him out and then we leave. Uh But I mean, for her sake, that's how she made money and that's how she yes. supported me too. So mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm just like, I didn't think anything of it, but now, especially myself having a daughter now too, mm-hmm. I keep that as far away as I can. You know what I mean? I don't want her as, I don't want her to like experience anything like that. I want to oh, talk yeah. to her about sex in a healthy way when and, she's and educate her yeah. when she's comfortable, when yeah. she's of the age to learn about it. But the way I learned it, it was all, yes. it was negative, you know, um, my, my dad actually has a, a charge that from when he was younger as well, and that was something that was prominent in our life that we learned about growing up. And so n- sex was really negative my childhood growing up as right. far as learning from it. But as I got older and experienced other things and doing my own research, listening to talks, listening to shows on HBO and things like that, I've learned that it's, you know, mm-hmm. not something that you should be ashamed of. Everybody does it. Everybody right. goes through it. I think there's such a danger in when people feel like yeah. they can't talk about it because then you're getting misinformation a lot because no one's really talking mm-hmm. about real shit and everyone's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. And then no one wants to disagree. Yeah. But also on the flip side too with that, um, sex to me was always taught that that's how you were shown that you were loved. If that makes sense, it like does. It some, someone lo- sense. someone loves you because they're gonna they're willing to have sex with you. So that that's how your love. So even you know, in even my, the way you said it, willing right. to, which is very self defeating. Like right. someone's willing to sleep with me, it's right? Like, or it, it sort of takes the autonomy away from the woman, right? Because right. It's like exactly. she's willing, it's like she's willing to exactly. give it up for me, as opposed to like she wants to have sex. Yeah, with right. exactly. Somebody she wants yeah. to yeah. jump my bones. Right, yeah, exactly. People, so people, even that small language, we don't know how yeah. much it's in. So it was it was really like you know. 
you're not loved unless this person has sex with you kind of thing. And, and even in my young adult life, it was still, it was still like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I've, it, after having a daughter and kind of, you know, growing up a little bit, I've, I've learned to realize that obviously that's not the case, but uh. se- that's always like, that's what sex was to me. So that was really hard for me, you know, in relationships or like, Oh, she doesn't love me because she won't have sex with me. And right. it's, mm-hmm. and, and the ultimate reality could be, she doesn't have as high of a sex drive as I do or, <laughs> right. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's she like, might not be there. Right. So, and that's something that I've learned, I've dealt with and I've learned to deal with and, and, and gain more knowledge on and, you know, figure out as I've gone mm-hmm. on in life. But how would you say, cause that's a really difficult, you mm-hmm. know, I would say thing to unlearn, you know, when you mm-hmm. have such these huge associations with sex and sexuality yeah. and to turn them so that you can have a healthier, happier, more productive sex life is a thing that right. so many people need to deal with. Right. Yeah. So well, many see, people have deal with hard, it. yeah, you gotta deal with you gotta it. Deal right. with it. But I remember being as a mine was a weird kind of combination so i was raised in this really religious house and it was like you did not talk about it at all but yet my dad was like really open about it mm-hmm. in a weird way so it was like this weird thing where like no one's allowed to talk about it unless dad's going overboard and talking when you don't really want to hear it kind of thing right and so it was not only like taught to be like, oh, this is shameful. You don't share this with people. But at the same time, I also had like oversharing when it was shared. So it wasn't like a, ever mm-hmm. a comfortable medium between the two. And so I just learned to like, if I was going to explore that, it had to be when none of those people were around in any way or shape or form or yeah. had a chance of ever being there. And that's a really sad way to have to learn about right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but people, you're learning on your own at that point. Like, it, you know, at some point in certain societies, um, children ask their parents very openly about sex and right. but not in the same way we do in america we ask for basic information because we feel mm-hmm. like that's all we're supposed basic to get information right. but in some countries you know somebody will say like father i'm about to take this woman as my bride like how do i be a good lover mm-hmm. and then the dad will comfortably sit down and orally <laughs> you know talk you about stroke it to the right. ease stroke I think, to right. the west. like you said with those you conversations a lot of it here in america it's all about reproduction it's not right. about pleasure that none of exactly it is about pleasure right. that's it that's what it's she all was saying yeah about it's it. all about mm-hmm. oh well man and woman get together because they want to have a baby and that's how it is which Hands is down, which I is can... bullshit be right because how many times in your life even if you have a lot of kids right how many times in your life are you having sex for procreation zero of that's them what i was gonna say i have never once i never so our, our entire sex education is really reproductive education, That's which it. is only nice. relevant for zero like to four yeah. sexual experiences throughout your life. Right. It doesn't right. make any sense. It and doesn't. the other problem is, you know, people are saying, so many people say, oh, I don't want my kids to learn about, you know, sex from the school. But of course, they're not teaching yeah. them anything about sex. So what I say to parents is, Okay, so what you're saying is you're not going to talk to them. You don't want the school to talk to them. Do you know how your kids are going to learn about sex? Porn. Porn. Porn, yeah, porn or just doing it. That's how I learned. It was and porn. not in a protective and, way. And what right. are you really more uncomfortable with? Right. Right. Them watching mm-hmm. pornography or just having a fucking or conversation. Or talking to your Yeah. But then even kids. that is so negative. So it's like like you said, you're not going to learn. You're not, you're not going to teach them. Now they're going to watch porn, and now you're mad at them for watching porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what the fuck is happening? Like, right. how are they yeah, going to learn might, anything? You, you might want to teach them about that before before they get into porn, right, because right. porn can give them the wrong idea. Right. What I'm taking or, or from how it works. How, what I'm taking from it. this episode is let the children have porn. <laughs> I think let the children have education. Education, yeah, for sure. Let the that's why I need Floyd. it. That's it. But we for have sure. to clarify. You know, you don't understand how you have to clarify. Mm-hmm. For people that listen to these kind of things, sure. and, and again, don't take 
got a context on it saying show right. your children porn. But if your children admit <laughs> mm-hmm. that they have been looking at pornography. Don't scold them. Educate yeah, don't them. make no. them feel. Yeah. Because that's a good them. point. Because as a young boy, when you tell your dad, I have an erection. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And then, mm-hmm. and then, because, you know, a lot of like, times. what is this? And he's going yeah. to like, don't talk about that. And, yeah. And yeah. then, and then at a, a certain age, when you discover masturbation by accident. Right. You can't tell, you can't, can you go to mom as a, a girl? No. Can right. you go to dad? And, you know, and I will say that though, like my, my mom was super cool. Whenever I did have like the gumption to ask a scary question, like yeah. despite the religious upbringing. And I'll never forget, like I asked her one time about masturbation because like at that point in my life it was like a fucking crisis because Mm -hmm. according to what i was reading in the bible i was going to go to hell right 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 but according to what my body's doing this feels kind of good good. yeah but like i'm also afraid to really do it because at the same time the first time right Mm -hmm. right even though the paradox is jesus died for my sins shouldn't i sin a few times (laughs) yeah you know what i mean come on we're gonna die for nothing now here we go but I will you say that, like, when I, when I brought that up to my mom, it's like, you know, this is a thing. I know it's a thing. People talk about it. How does this yeah. work with our, like, religious beliefs? And I'll never forget, like, my mom's response was, I don't really know what I'm supposed to tell you <laughs> other than, like, the church says you're not supposed to date anyone unless you're ready to marry them. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. not really supposed to have any access to anything right. up until that point. And she just said, like, I don't know what to say other than, like, if it feels good, do it. Right. You know? And that's, that's literally the that's best awesome. thing that, that she best. could have said. Yeah. Because even though saying. raised with that much shame and being mm-hmm. American and mm-hmm. having that much shame around sex, like, is that part of my life started to develop? I would think back about that of like, it, like this formative person in my life was telling me like, you know what? If it feels good, don't always automatically assume it's a bad thing. Or that mm-hmm. it's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Right. I have yeah. a friend who has a four-year-old, and people don't realize this, but, like, little kids are touching themselves all the time yeah. because they have no shame around it. They're like, oh, yeah, this feels boy. good. It feels good. I'm going to do this. And so her daughter was, like, we were all watching, like, cartoons or something, and her daughter just started touching herself. And right. I was sort of like, huh, like, I wonder where this is going to go. Yeah, and she right. got up and went to her daughter and said, honey, like, that's totally fine. Like a lot of people do that. Right. You're allowed to touch your body in any way that makes it feel good, but right. you have to do that in the privacy yeah. of your Go own your room. room. That was a great exactly. response. And it was like, that's that such shit. an amazing, that was like a proud moment for you. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. And I, I know. It blew my mind. I was like, this girl is going to have such a healthy relationship yeah. with her body. And I yeah. know, I actually know a couple. Yeah. And if they ever listen to this, they'll know it's them. Which is <laughs> but, I'm going to say the name. I, I know a couple yeah. where the, the daughter, I don't know her exact age, but it's, uh, you know, young enough where people are uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Right. Um, probably around uh, eight or nine, I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. And she's doing the same thing, sort of like, you know, be laying around watching TV. Mm-hmm. But with mm-hmm. her, it's like very obvious what she's doing. Right. Like, it's not a question like, cause, oh, she just has her hand there. She's comfortable. It's like, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. Right. And she'll kind of just keep going mm-hmm. until she's done. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the mom and the, the dad are both very uncomfortable with this because it's happened in front of people a couple of times. Mm. They're like, I'm not sure what to do. And so, the, of course, the dad won't talk about it because mm-hmm. he's an old school guy. Mm-hmm. Right. So he won't talk about it. He leaves it up to her to solve. She doesn't know how to talk about it either because she was raised in a house that mm-hmm. never talked. So it's too awkward for her to know how to solve. So, like, fast forward to, I don't know, a, a year later, this happens. And now it's the girl's even older. So now it's kind of like, Oh wow. We got to, you know, 
nip this in, in the butt. And his reaction to this is to stand up and look at his wife and tell her that she's trashy because she's Ooh. not the daughter. That's messed up. The wife. That's messed for up. Not having handled this. I'll punch his ass in the throat. And that's the that's the thing. Like I know these people Jeez. and these kind of things are still happening. That's mm-hmm. how backward this idea of that's sexuality so is. It like, is. Because if that man like truly loved his daughter, he would take a moment to try to yeah. right, step up and come or up with Or meet with the wife and say, I think it should be more comfortable with you talking to her, so here's what we should do. This is Yeah, how it make happen. a plan as yeah. a couple. Yeah, not yeah. just yeah. leave it be yeah. and take it out on your Shame wife. Shame her. But that's a good point about how our, our fear of sexuality even goes yeah. into how we parent and yeah. how mm-hmm. it can screw but, up. But you know, that also comes from what they were taught too when they were 100%. kids. hundred percent. So they were taught that it was bad. So now they're teaching their kids it was bad. And it's all, it's just. But it's, it's a cycle. Like cycle. something else. It's a yeah. vicious cycle. So unless cycle. we get people like you that are educating on the healthiness of sex and how, it, what it means to have good partners and explore and it's okay to touch your body and have pleasure, we're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Unless we have people like you. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. I saw that big one. Let me see that big one. Let again. me see that big oh, one. Oh, she's, she's working up inside. The Punisher. The Punisher. It looks like it needs to be plugged in. But this. Now that's, <laughs> it does. That's, that's now that's a chain school. too, right? That's old school. That no, that's shit a, came out it, of 79. It, my grandma has version. that mixer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we make cookies with it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this cookies is. With it. Yeah, so this was actually the Hitachi Magic Wand. And so it came out in the 60s as a personal, they labeled it a personal massager. massager. And it was evolved. You know what a lot of women did with it? They used it as a personal massager. And they sold that through Avon. Yeah, they did. Oh, wow. That's how it got real popular. That's why my grandma has it. She no, was an Avon. No, I'm not she even. Got that you, pink think Cadillac. That, you think that's like actually a joke, but that no, for I me, see that's it like is. true reality. Yeah. It's yep. like those were the first things you would see. So Dang. this is also, so what is, they didn't know at the time, because obviously we didn't know the full anatomy of the clitoris, right. but mm-hmm. this is obviously, it's fucking huge. Right. And it, <laughs> it's heavy too. It's this, heavy. And it, right. so it gets the, um, it, it it's all stimulates the internal mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. as well as the external so that's why it's so effective yeah this is this is heavy this because it's like that's putting in deeper waves yeah it's putting yeah. in deeper waves so that's people look at that and are scared because they think it's an internal it's not internal yeah. it's external yeah you don't have to go big no no no, no. but not. you know nowadays that's actually you know you'd Batteries be surprised dead. yeah, yeah. yeah. so karina how do you get the opportunity i'll go grab mine yeah. how do you get the opportunity <laughs> of being able to 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 meet with someone to educate them like how do you yeah. the, do you come across like forums house, or something? Like housewives or women who are single now. You know, somebody who might have been married forever, just didn't have yeah. a sexual relationship with their husband, came single, ignorant to how it all to their bodies and how do you how do you get the opportunity to educate? Or do you do that at people? Tupperware parties? <laughs> no. So yeah. I did it for a long time as um as a writer at Huff Post and then I also had the Huff Post Love and Sex podcast. Mm-hmm. And that was probably um my most effective method of education people because we reached out. a big audience. Um, yeah. and what we did, which was super fun, was we took a different question every week. So from our from our listeners, they would email us a question mm-hmm. and we would spend an episode doing a deep dive into it. Oh, and wow. so some of them would be, you know, what's it like to go to a New York sex party? You know, right. and so we went to a New York sex party so we could what? tell them what it was like. Um, so cool. Some mm-hmm. of them were like, you know, I want to explore polyamory, but I don't know how to talk about my wife, yep. talk about it with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of different questions and uh, that led us to all sorts of different places and that, that was a lot of fun. Wow. That's the coolest bit. thing I think people don't realize, and it happens in any kind of therapy, is that you work with more people. It expands right. your own knowledge because you learn about these new things that you could have never mm-hmm. just gotten through 101. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I started when I started the podcast, I was like, 
I'm not vanilla. Like I'm so I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm wild. And then right. I did the wild. podcast and I was like, yeah, I had I had a serious moment like that too. I yeah. was like introduced to this website, and it's all based around what fetishes are. Sure. Mm-hmm. For people, and it's all it's almost it's not really a dating site, but it's, some people treat it that way. But some people also treat it as like this place to go for information. Yeah. And so they have this great thing called the glossary of kink, mm-hmm. and I'm reading this very long list of yeah. things that people are into, and it's very specific. And some of them, it's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. But then you're getting to these things where you're like, whoa, I had no idea that was all associated with people's pleasure. And it's such, it was like such a mind-opening experience of, again, like, without exploration, you don't know right. yourself, what, you what like. you're really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Levi, you getting excited over there? I saw you just whip your dick out. Put your dick back in your hand. <laughs> you are goddamn production manager. You ain't all fluffer. Put your That's dick back so in your funny. goddamn. Yeah, <laughs> Levi, don't get canceled, man. I don't. I feel like a, back onto this topic too. I don't think a lot of people understand how much they would really benefit and enjoy having conversations like this. You know, I until it actually because they haven't had it. So how they're about like, this? how about this? Because of the negative connotation. Let's but. start a trend right here on the Heckle Proof Podcast. Okay, that every Valentine's Day. If you're in a couple, right? Every Valentine's Day. I don't Day, know where this is going. Uh, me too. <laughs> every Valentine's Day. Every Valentine's Day. Do something out of your comfort zone, whether mm-hmm. that is schedule a session. There's a lot of couples sexual therapists that are amazing and can help you like sure. have way more yeah. memorable sex. People don't even realize like they don't think of therapy as when it's broken. Think of therapy right. as like a way to go yep. even deeper into whatever you want. Speaking mm-hmm. to the therapist. Right. <laughs> you but know. if you go as a couple Man, it, it, you would be right. so surprised at how sometimes having like a person who's sort of professional mm-hmm. be in the room. Right. You'd think a third party would make it less comfortable. In some ways, a but third party sense. that's really like studied in what they do right. makes it really comfortable to share because you know you're not going to get judged. And if you start to, you have that third party that's going to check your. Yeah. Person. Or they give you that confidence yeah. to say, this is okay to do. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, we right. can do this. And yeah. it feels okay. It's yeah. great. Yeah. We're not bad for this. And a lot of it's it's not just learning to be comfortable with it. It's learning how to disagree. Learning how to right. have like things where you're into it, the other person is. Yeah. And right. so what are you going to do? That's a good point, man. That's, that's all communication. Point. That yep. ties in the communication of the relationship, too, where you got to be comfortable enough to say, hey, I don't like this. That's it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. Like, I'm fine with you doing this, but I don't like this. And then we find a common ground. Well, and that has to be the thing, too, right? You Because there are always going to be things that you're not into. So right. there ha- like that's why I totally believe in, you know sex positive education, which is to say, as long as it's consensual, Mm -hmm. as long as both parties are enthusiastically consenting, it's Mm -hmm. not any of my fucking business what you do. So it's like when people are like, oh, that grosses me out. I'm like, Okay, don't do it. That yeah. can don't do it. Then, then turn it off. It's well, just like with food. You don't like broccoli, but right. I love it. Totally. You know, just anything. Stand up. Totally. Same way. Yeah. Yeah. We always say that. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I might be offended. Well, then don't come. Don't come. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, pun intended. Right. Yeah. Don't come. That's so right. But you do don't like sex toys? Then don't come. Then don't come. But back to what you said <laughs> that earlier. That would be a flyer for you, by the way. Yeah. There you uh-huh. go. The name of your class. Yeah, you and then right that. on the bottom, if you don't like sex toys, then don't, don't come. Don't come. Yeah. Oh, totally. that's great. Totally. Yeah. And then have you like a little like emoji of you like. Guess not. Would you just right. like that? Yeah. Just like that. Right. Um, yeah. I think. And also just having people go to go to. Toy stores. I mean, just go. Yeah, just, just even go. doing that for Valentine's yeah, Day. Just yeah, just walk go to around. A toy store first date, just if see. you're courageous enough, go to an adult shop yeah. on their first date. It'll be super memorable. You don't have to share that much information. Just go and laugh. 
I was um I was working at MTV and I had this moniker of the vagina warrior because I was their sex educator in residence and that's like what I signed everything off as. This was a very difficult thing to bring up on first dates. And so right. I developed this mechanism where I would just take all of my first dates to the Museum of Sex in New York. Whoa, and if they nice. could handle it, and if they then would, you're like, okay, we can do a second like, Okay, I can now tell you what I do for a living. Yeah. Do you see, and we're do you fine. see yeah. how hard so women cool. have to work mm. to communicate with? Like, that is Gosh. so much forethought and effort that yeah. you put into that. Because men yeah. are, I mean, I have to say, like, there are a lot of men who are very, very uncomfortable with a woman talking about sex, mm, or right. even a woman talking about what gives her pleasure. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, well, how do you know? You know, like, oh, well, you've slept with so many yeah, people that you, I mean, it's you've like never had judgment. me before. You don't even well, know. You've never yeah. had me before. I'm more like the opposite. <laughs> like when a woman's like, oh, Love I've, I've never that. masturbated. If they really are being truthful, yeah. like, oh, I've never done it. I'm like, you, how dare you come to this level without a no certain, pun intended, without a certain <laughs> amount of sophistication? Yeah. Go do your work. You know, yeah. the yeah. people in Ashland say that, like, oh, you're doing your work, like sexually, do your fucking work, like, yeah, yeah. come with a pro-level game that you only get by exploring your own sexuality. Don't show up to the fucking game mm -hmm. unequipped. Nah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd like to play baseball, but I've got no mitt. And no hands. <laughs> right. And I'm hoping you'll just walk me the fuck through this. Yeah, yeah. I ain't got no hands, but I want to play baseball. Yeah. I ain't got no You no, can be the base. True. You're the base. I mean, it's like the fetishization of virgins. You know, I'm like... I can't. I yeah. love this point. I, I I'm so glad you brought this how? up. I say this yes. in comedy right. all the time. I don't understand how. Like, I would never want to have sex with a virgin. First like, timer. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. That's what I always say about yeah. the, the yeah. member of the no whole. No offense to virgins, by the way. This right. isn't right. a judgment yeah, yeah. on Just have sex with another virgin. Right. Yeah. It, Do yeah. you, boo-boo. Experience it together. Learn yeah. together. Grow yeah. together. When they had the whole Muslim thing about how if you set off a bomb that you're wearing, like, you'll go to this place and you'll get 55 virgins the extremist islam extreme, right. Yeah. extreme yeah. right yeah. this extreme sure. belief that mm. your reward for ending your own yeah. life mm -hmm. in this violent way and killing other people was that you got 55 virgins i'm like that's so frustrating it's almost fitting like you killed people like for that reason for like, that reason you should be sexually frustrated right. 55 <laughs> yeah. times in a row because <laughs> yeah. and here's the other thing like they don't talk about right is it 55 each or are there 55 and you better kill yourself quick because the first time a guy kills himself, he's got 55 virgins. And then you got to split them. And then, and then the next guy that kills himself, maybe there's only 20 well, shit, left that are virgins. I feel like you've done this bit before. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You're like, I can bring for. this into that's the conversation. That's all yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But no, but that's just all to say how ridiculous like this idea of, experience. of like taking Right. And that's the other thing. Why well, do we call it? It's a badge. It's a badge I, you get. I, I think virginity. virginity is a construct, personally. Yeah, I absolutely. think it's a total construct. Yeah. I don't like as it's only only a man could come up with the idea that like, oh, because I put my penis inside of you, First. I've taken mm -hmm. something. I've from taken you. something yeah. from you. Yeah. yeah. But it's like you. they don't have experience, so why would it even be fun? It's like we don't want to play basketball, LeBron James or Danny DeVito. Which one's played basketball and played it a lot better? I mean, I think it would you know be I mean? really funny to play basketball with Danny DeVito. Yeah, that would be a bad analogy. Okay, Tom Hanks. Let's do somebody else. Let's do somebody else. But you know what I mean. Tom Hanks would be fun too. It would be great if Danny DeVito did fuck you If he was Forrest Gump. Pass the ball, Jenny. 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 That was my joke earlier. Do you want to hear it? What, oh yeah. What uh what generation does um Forrest Gump belong to? Gen A. <laughs> which one was which? <laughs> Mine was better. You know why? Because it was organic. 
organic. Yeah. Organic. No, oh. I, I think it, we're making good points. I appreciate you, you yeah. being on our show, too, because I, I think like this sort of, it's like one of those awareness things that mm-hmm. actually does help. I and it gets more, uh, hopefully by doing this, we've made people more comfortable with wanting to talk about sex I think, I and wanting so to and, and what you're progress not seeing, in their relationship. What you're not seeing is right. that we signed a contract in order to get you on the show. <laughs> yeah, we, we would try each so, one of these. Yeah, so Carl, you're up first. Grab the Hitachi. Yeah, no, we don't have the cameras. <laughs> Thankfully, it's, uh, it's behind the scenes. They yeah. our, our sponsors don't allow that yeah, sort of thing to happen. It's only the premium Patreon users. Right, like right. The pre- for Patreon subscribers. <laughs> right. So here's a quick thing I'd love to ask before we kind of wrap up, mm-hmm. of course. Um, what would you recommend to someone uh, as a way to get over their discomfort in the area of exploring sexuality? If they, whatever their discomfort might be, what sort of advice would you have to them um, as far to like how to make it more comfortable or made a, how to make it less awkward, how to approach it? Um, yeah, I mean, I think having conversations about it. I think yeah. listening to listening to podcasts about sex and sexuality, listening to like YouTube stuff about sex mm. and sexuality, any listening to this, just times where people are talking about it in a way that doesn't feel scary, right. that doesn't feel intimidating, that doesn't feel shameful, doesn't feel judgment. If you right. listen to enough of those conversations, you can sort of train your own brain to see it that way, at yeah. least a little bit, and then maybe start having some of those conversations in your own life. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to dive in, right? You don't have to dive into the deep end. You can you can get your toes wet. Right. I have a question too. So sure. maybe you, I mean, you can either agree with this or you might have statistics on it, but I feel like, I mean, being able to talk about this with your partner could actually, one, save your relationship because yeah. you can grow closer and be more comfortable with each other. And then you start to, you know, if you're out of love or you fall back in love when you get to that point. But mm-hmm. I, I would be curious to see the statistic of like, if they had a way of measuring couples that are more open about their sex talk and, and being open with each other and honest and communicating effectively in that department, how more, how, how many mo- like more successful marriages and partnerships there are with, with that healthy. Oh man. Oh, I'm so glad you said that man. Talk to people in their late sixties to seventies. Yeah. Talk to them because, um, they're real comfortable sharing. Exactly, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. how, and, and if you're comfortable to listen, you right. will learn so much, and, and yeah. it's like anything else, it was harder for them to be open than it is for us to even do this right now. Right. You weren't allowed to put out material like this, it was considered lewd or X-rated. Yes, you were Lenny Bruce. But even how far Lenny we are Bruce. now, it's hard, it's crazy to see how we're still not comfortable with it. Right. Well, I think Lenny's that's the whole thing, use. like, no. you're supposed to be a little uncomfortable, like, sexuality is, an, it's like anything, man. It it's like growth, a, it's change. There's a magic to it, nothing, yeah, nothing's comfortable that that doesn't mold you in some way, but it's also not supposed to be terrifying. You know, it's supposed to be something like anything, like the first time you get a massage, it's uncomfortable. Someone's touching your body. You're not really Mm -hmm. used to that. Right. But the thing is, if you kind of relax and go with it, it's it's an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. If people could approach sex the same way they do massage, it's okay to to talk to your friends and say, dude, I had this killer massage. And let me tell you about it. Cause I would love for you to have this experience. You're not allowed to go to my same therapist, (laughs) but (laughs) You should find your own therapist, and then she should do this therapy on you because it was wild. And here's what I did. And that's the other thing. Stop talking about what was done to you. Stop talking about what you did. You know, start talking about that. Right. You know, like, this was awesome. Like, oh, yeah, she was good at this, and she was good at that. Like, Mm -hmm. what'd you do? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and what did what did you enjoy more so right. than making it right. about exactly. like oh yeah she did this crazy thing? Well, did you even did you like it? Did you right. enjoy it? Was that right. feel good? Mm-hmm. Do you have any statistics or anything based? So off what I, I can I tell you one thing, which is: Are you familiar with the orgasm gap? 
No. Is that Carl's? Is that Carl right there? That, that's what's in his. Is teeth. that what that is? That's the orgasm. <laughs> I thought that was the. Yeah, that was gap in fatherhood that we make every Jessica joke every podcast. So the orgasm, orgasm gap <laughs> is that for every in heterosexual relationships, mm. for every three orgasms that mm. a man has, mm. a woman has one orgasm. So oh, okay, yeah. So closing that gap, is that what we're talking so about? So what we're talking about is a lot of people would say, oh, well, that's because, you know, that's because it's harder for women to orgasm or men are more straightforward or they'd come up with these sort of physiological reasons, which right. are all, frankly, bullshit. Yeah, because right. if you look at homosexual relationships, mm -hmm. there is right. no orgasm gap. Right. And I would mm -hmm. say a big part about why that is is because if you are a queer person, mm. you are already having to exist outside of the realms of right. what is, you know, what is okay, norm. what is the norm. So, and you're so already you are having comfortable those conversations. Having conversation you have, right you're communicating, that. you're having those conversations. Right. So I would say, like, all of us in straight relationships need to look to our queer friends because mm. they are doing this so Just much learn better than we are. Just learn to communicate. Look at the, uh, the go back and, 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 and stream the HBO series Looking. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. fire. And, and here's something that Alec Baldwin, of all people, said in a movie one time, and I love it. It's in this great movie called Outside Providence, and he plays a dad, single dad with two like teenage boys. Mm -hmm. And it's really a lot about what we're talking about. It's this scene is this tension of him trying to have this sex talk with his kid, and his kids got a girlfriend he's had for a while. And so Alec Baldwin's sitting him down like, look, I'm not an idiot. I know eventually you guys are going to start having sex. Let me have a talk with you. In his version of the sex talk, as short and and uncomfortable as it is, it was one of the best I've ever heard. He goes, son, making sex is like Chinese dinner. It ain't over till both of you get your cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and as great as a joke of that sex. is, like if more people thought in that way right. of yeah. like, and here's the other thing, like stop thinking about the fact that like when you have ejaculated, Sex is over. It's over. Yeah. Right? Because if she hasn't finished, you get down like there done. and you, you finish the job you started. Mm. Or that's true. Until she says, okay, it's not just happening right. today. I got shit on my mm -hmm. mind or whatever. Or better yet, if you're in a heterosexual relationship with a woman, she should come first. Exactly. Yeah. You better. Yeah. yeah. You better that's usually how it goes. But that. I feel like there has been, there are some girls out there that like, I don't know, for personal experience where I've finished first and I try to like keep going to pleasure mm -hmm. them and they're like, no, 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 you already came. And I'm like, well, I, but I, you didn't. But right. you did. Like, I'm trying to right. I'm trying to pleasure you at this point. Like, I'm a, I'm a, a pleaser. You know, I want to help you out. But I would almost say that's why you start. Because I think a lot of women are really uncomfortable. That's where you start the conversation. So you yeah. start it with, I want you to come first. I want yeah. you, I want right. to do whatever it is that's going to make you to right. come. And then mm -hmm. we can bring this around, back right. around to me. I, uh, that makes sense. I think this is really, really helpful in this case. And it's actually fucking hot. This is a great tip. This is a great tip. So if you, as a man, it's for men. Uh, or, for men. <laughs> or, or for women in that role, you know, in relationships where it's same sex relationship, but for a woman who's sort of like the dominant person in the bedroom, right? Um, if you're in the middle of it mm. and you notice that despite your best efforts, they're not, there's, you're not connecting for whatever reason or they seem a little bit off. Yeah. Lean in and whisper, come back to me. Where are you? Mm. Damn. It's just a mental thing. Like you go sit in your lap. Like <laughs> it, it, but it's like, we're not, Shit. we're not connecting. I can see your mind is on something yeah. else. Cause you would be, you would be surprised at how often like just regular life 
is on the mind. On the mind. Right. And you, it pops in. Kids. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. different stresses of daily life. And all of a sudden, it's like infecting your sex life. You're in yeah. the middle of having yeah. sex, and you're thinking about mm-hmm. your fucking grocery list. Like, what's happening? <laughs> and if the person you're with is is uh, knows you well enough mm-hmm. to recognize that you're out of it for a second, and they did, all they're saying is like, hey, where'd you go? Come mm-hmm. back to me. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Those kind of things are okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And believe it or not, that, like, when that moment happened from in that relationship forward, it was, like, kind of a game-changing thing. Yeah. Because anytime either one of us sort of seemed disconnected from it, it was a way of telling your, your partner, like, hey, we're being intimate right now. And you're, like, yeah. you're not yeah. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without making it so awkward that you get to stop and find right. out it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, where are you come back to me? Not ET phone home. Got yeah. It. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely don't do movie on. quotes. Don't do movie quotes. Yeah. Maybe not. Unless it's what a really good... My, here's Johnny. <laughs> what does Marcellus <laughs> Wallace look like? Yeah. <laughs> what the... Say one again. I dare you. I never dare you, motherfucker. Say one. Oh, yeah, we one started. Doing, we triggered him. Damn time. That, we okay. triggered him. No, that's a great point. That's, that's a great so point. Um, we could totally go for days on, like, what would yeah. the best movie quote be to say mm-hmm. in the bedroom and not break the mood. Have it be funny enough right. that it wouldn't break the mood, you know. That's funny. Oh, so funny enough. Maybe we'll have to wrap that on a different episode. Yeah. But I want to give a shout. I'm so grateful that you came here. Thank you for Absolutely. being yes, here. So much thank fun. you so Thanks much. For having me. And I'm gonna so tell you much. what, like she's just, like the realest. Yeah. She's a real I mean, you like the thug. You like you like a gangster to me. <laughs> You are. You just so thug. Your little green, your little nineteen sixties green box of goodies. <laughs> it's like yeah, nineteen sixties. Like you got it's like Carol Burnett's <laughs> the gangster, the gangster of personal sexual confidence mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah, but, but how does some like so? Let's say uh, how does somebody connect with you if they're looking to either yeah. follow what you Where do can they find or you? Uh, how? What resources would you point somebody to? What do you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, I would say um, there are a lot of great resources online. I would say go look, follow the Clitoracy Project. Um, okay. That's a multi-series thing that will tell you not just about sort of the actual anatomy of the clitoris, but about the, the history. And um, that's clitoracyproject.com or, or just clitoracy.com? If you search clitoracy, you'll find you're gonna it. Find you're going to find it. You're going to find it. Yeah. Do um, you have YouTube or anything that you do videos? Wait a minute. Or? Wait a minute. What were you saying? No. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, yeah, no. Clitoracy is a great tool. Um, o school, I've done some stuff with them in the past. That's where you can do the order form for your orgasm. That's a great tool. Sandwich. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And it's cool because if you Google her, this is why I love her. If you Google, because I was te- checking in with her to make sure, like, hey, because rep- because what we talked about, character, reputation is everything. So right. I wanted to make sure, like, I said, because we keep it real, we get one hundred. How you feel? You okay with everything? She said, right. and she said, let me know, like, because if you Google her. What you gonna see of a picture of her holding up a sign that says, "You may have stripped me of my rights, but I still get more pussy than you." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I will vote for oh, you. I will yes. fucking vote Front for you. Front page of Reddit. Let's go. Reddit. That yeah. shit is the bomb. That's, that was my so favorite. If you Google Karina, you will see that, and That's it's beautiful. Great. That was my Love favorite. It. That was my favorite 2020 moment. Was that that Portland protest where the woman just came and like bared her vagina to the police that were trying to stand in for a protest. one way to do it. And check it out. People were so uncomfortable with it, they backed down. Yeah. Like, she literally stopped the police from harassing this peaceful protest that was going to happen by just getting naked and making them very uncomfortable. She did it in the middle of the street, (laughs) traffic stopped and everything. That's crazy. And no cop. The power of vagina. Because it's the day and age of cameras, no cop Mm -hmm. wanted to approach her because they were going to be on camera. And she literally used her own sexuality to stop wow this potential power mm-hmm. right oh. 
So Over. if you don't think it's there, there's your example. True, the power yeah. is in the pussy. She said. had power. big clit energy. <laughs> they said power. Big clit oh, yeah. energy. Yeah. Yes. Big small. <laughs> There's small dick energy, that was big clit energy. Big clit energy, yeah, for sure. In the 80s, Sheila Easton, which was like a Prince protege, she made a song called My Sugar Walls. Sheena? Ooh. Sheena Easton? That shit was powerful, huh? Sheena. Can you give us a little sample My of it? My Sugar Walls. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You gotta put the prince in. And for some reason, like, even though My she did it right and she used a metaphor, it was like super She was like, come up on these sugar walls and see what I do to you. Right. It was the first milkshake song. Exactly. Exactly. My sugar My walls. Sugar walls in the 80s. That My sugar walls need to be painted. I'm singing, I'm singing the milkshake song differently from now on. Exactly. Well, we appreciate you being here. Thank and you spending so much. Time with us. Great. And so how do that we find cool. the podcast you were a part of? I know some of the people that are listening are going to be intrigued by what you said. Sure. So how do yeah. we check out your past episodes? Um, you can go to HuffPostLoveAndSex.com. Oh, right. um, and you can also uh, follow me on Twitter with Karina Kolodny. There we go. C A R I N A, last name K O L O D N Y. That's right. <laughs> Funky Cole Karina. <laughs> check check all that. I feel stuff like out. you were waiting most of the show to do that, and <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> She's a sex educator <laughs> and a media <laughs> activist. <laughs> She'll get your sex life going. I guarantee you, like this. Ours. <laughs> like this, like this. Learn about all these that clips awesome. and shit. <laughs> I got skills. Yeah. I'm putting skills. this on my website. Let's keep it going. Yeah, <laughs> learn about that clip. Yeah. You need to learn about that clip. You hey. need to learn about it. Clitoris. Study about it. Read about that clip. Clitoris. It ain't Clitoris. just on the surface. Clitoris. There's more Clitoris. that's down below. Clitoris. And next time you go down, my friend, you better fucking know. Let's I go. say, learn about the clip. Where you clear that? Learn about it. Where you clear that? You can learn about the clip. Where you clear that? Clitocracy. We just gave them the best commercial <laughs> they've ever had. <laughs> hey, guys, right, thank guys. you so much. Check out Karina's stuff, please. We gave you all the info. And as always with our podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe and check us out. Heckle Tell Proof, a friend. Heckleproof anywhere you find social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And anywhere fine podcasters. Grinder podcast. Grinder. Oh. Look for Carl. Again, and Carl. We're not on Grinder. We always tell oh. you this, bro. Well, maybe we need. Hopeful. To be. Well, maybe we Hopeful. should be. <laughs> Might do better if we Heckleproof were. Heckleproof.com. Heckleproof anywhere. Like and subscribe. And thank you for listening. As always, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Hey, hold on. I'm looking for the Clitoris Project, and I can't find it. What do you mean? You didn't spell it. Oh, don't get it. Don't forget to like and subscribe and follow us wherever fine podcasts are streaming.